Happy Monday morning to you and happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to you if you're in the United States. I know the kids have today out of school and I know a lot of parents take the day out of school because of that. So I hope your day, whether you're working or at home, is off to a great start. And I want to thank you for joining me this morning for a look at what's new in industrial automation. And with that, we'll get started with our first story here. It's an update from Inductive Automation about Ignition. They've updated it. This is the first update of uh, 2023. And they did a lot of things in here with this update. So if you're an Ignition user, this is something you want to check out. Um, they did a lot with security, you know, with the tokens and with um, Oath2 here with the SMTP, Simple Mail Transport Protocol. And uh, they did a lot of other things too. They um, did some uh, username and prefix updates. So if you use an Active Directory, that will be helpful. And then uh, for OPC, they uh, did some enhancements there, especially helpful with uh, BACnet and DNP3. And uh, they also did some um, usability feature updates too. So if you're using uh, Ignition, you may want to come check this article out. It's good to see that they're adding security and it's good to see that they're doing a lot with usability because uh, it's always disappointing when a company just puts a, a product on hold and doesn't continue to add usability features or security features for that matter. With that said, our next update is an article from RTA and it's about can open. So I thought this was a very good article describing what can open is. So if you remember, can is uh, used to stand for car area network and now it's a controller area network. And um, this article goes through can open describing what it is, the data structures and whatnot. So I really thought this was interesting um, and I recommend everybody check it out because you know this is just one of those networks out there that's going to be more prevalent as we go down the road in certain industries. Okay, so next new article here is one from SME. And the title is a little misleading, I think, in some ways. It says, Moving Past People, Planet, Profit. And um, that may lead you to think in one direction or another. But as I was reading this, and of course, I'm always on the lookout for, you know, you know the sig virtual signaling, you know, and kind of like, you know, all of the weird things that people do today that kind of say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in and I'm woke. But um, there are some really good points in this article. And I think we've all been in a facility, right, where we see conveyors running for no reason, machines running, idling for no reason, right? And we know how wasteful that is, right? And as automation people, we know that it's very easy to turn those on and off. And of course, you have to take into account, you know, you know the cost of doing that versus letting it idle but in many cases letting a, a line run for hours and hours or a machine idle for hours and hours is more expensive and is more wear and tear on the system than shutting it down and, and when it's not being used right so every situation is unique you, you got to look at all the factors involved but you know it's good that companies are thinking this way they're thinking hey do we really need to leave all the conveyors on in the entire plant all day long even when we're not producing product that is going on those conveyors. So I really like the direction of this article. I mean, they do bring up some things which are kind of questionable, but a lot of what is in this article is really just sound science, right? You know, we need to be thinking about being efficient. And as automation people, we're always doing that. Even when we're writing our code, we're like, well, let's not write this in an inefficient way. We want it to be straightforward and as simple as possible to get the job done. And so I really enjoyed this article and I wanted to recommend it out to you, you folks uh, this morning. 
Next up, we have another article. This one's from the good folks at ISA and automation.com. And this really talks about the future and about digital infrastructure. Now, they talk about a lot of things like VR, which I don't think will impact our industry very much. And I'm a big fan of VR. I had a, a CV1 of the Oculus Rift, so um, I'm not poo-pooing VR. But uh, one place where I think a lot of people aren't thinking that uh, will affect our industry is AR, right? If we look at something like the IQ Agent product, where we had them on the podcast, where you can hold up your smart device and it would overlay on top of the image, live image coming from your uh, your camera, it would overlay like all the parameters, like motor speed, temperature, and all of that, right? So um, I think that will affect our industry quite a bit. And they talk about that. They talk about infrastructure needs. Uh, they, they go into a lot of things, you know, not all of the new um, developments they talk about will be disruptive. Some of them will come and go and, and never impact their industries. Well, others will be a big impact on our industry. So I thought it was a fresh look at what's, uh, you know, at, at, you know, future technologies and digital infrastructures. Now, the one thing I probably would caution folks on is, hey, let's be very smart and wise when we talk about connecting our facilities to the World Wide Web. We have to have strict security there. If you've ever put a PC or a Mac on the internet directly, you will know it gets hacked in minutes. Okay, so um, there are constantly programs running all over the world looking to expose, in some cases, just to host, you know, uh, malware, in other cases, to try to steal intellectual property. So you could be very cognizant of that. I know everybody who's into uh, security um, and, you know, ISA 99 and all those type of, you know, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. You guys are all aware of that. But, uh, you know, some people say, hey, let's just connect it to the Internet so we have our data everywhere. Well, let's make sure we do that secure, securely. You remember, banks that have billions, if not trillions of dollars, right, get hacked all the time. So we've got to be very careful with our, uh, with our infrastructure and our plants and our utilities. With that said, let's go to our next story here. And this is one from the good folks over at Intero. We just recently had them on the podcast going through all their uh, industrial uh, Ethernet switches and products. And um, in this article, they're talking specifically about smart agriculture. And, you know, we're seeing automation in all areas of uh, manufacturing and utilities. And, of course, it's going to come into uh, agriculture as well, right? As less and less people want to actually go out there and till the soil, right? Automation will be used more to get rid of the, what used to be good jobs in this day and age and in, in the technology level we have is kind of seen like, hey, so that's something we should be able to automate. So uh, they make some good points in here about how, you know, you can have all the vision systems, you can have all the sensors and, 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 and um, you know, the automated tractors, but unless you have the bandwidth in your industrial switches, and unless you have a secure and reliable connection, none of that's really going to work very well. So I, it was an interesting article, and it does make a case for getting a very reliable industrial switch in those type of applications, and really in any application, right? So uh, next up, we have a blog, and this is from the good folks over at Global American. They make, um, they make small industrial computers, which are typically hard to find. So... They will put together industrial computers for legacy applications or hard-to-find ap applications. You know, maybe the major vendors aren't making an industrial computer anymore that fits an application you have in your plant. These guys, we've had them on the podcast, they, they can do things that other people don't. And uh, so they, they really service that custom market and that legacy market, right? And uh, they had a great blog about 
demystifying USB Type-C. And they have some great charts in here. So this may be one you want to bookmark. But, uh, you know, they're comparing all the different USB ports and kind of how they evolved over time, starting in 96. And then, you know, where we are today with USB 4. I haven't used anything with the USB 4 yet. I'm still all on USB 3, 3, 1, 3, 2. But um, in any case, they really go through this. They talk about why, why certain things kind of died off and, you know, you know, what were the needs for improvements and why we actually have multiple versions of USB. And I just thought they did a phenomenal job here. So check this article out and uh, check their products out, the good folks over there at Global American. And with that, we move on to an article. This is another one of those articles that are really focused on those who are into electronics. And this is from the good folks over at DigiKey. It's about ensuring compact, flexible, and accurate circuit protection in your electronic circuits that meet IC and UL standards. Now, this may not be something we as automation people do on a daily basis, but I do think I find it like it's food for the mind and it keeps us, you know, refreshes our knowledge. So if you've ever been interested in electronics or like me, you have a degree that included electronics, um, this will help you keep uh, your feet wet and that it can be easy to lose that skill. Um, because, you know, we're constantly not worrying about transistors, resistors, and, and uh, you know, uh, the things of similar electronic level. A lot of times we're on the electrical level or the programming level. So I really enjoyed this article. I thought it was great. And they really go through, you know, the uh, thought process in the electronic circuits that, you know, and what happens with the overcurrent or a short circuit and whatnot. And... Um, they're talking on a very low level that uh, I think is very useful. You can see here this picture here. So um, they're talking about the different capacitors and whatnot. So I wanted to share that with you all. Um, and with that, we have the good folks over at LabForge that have a new article about um, bin picking robots so or pop picking robots. And so what typically happens is you'll have a box of stuff, right? And the robot, in conjunction with a vision camera, has to find the exact thing you're looking for. So kind of the reverse of a packaging application where you're going to pick something up and orientate it to fit in the box correctly, right? So a lot of times you may have a, I don't know, a package of Twinkies. You got to pick it up. It's maybe random on the, on the conveyor belt. You pick it up and you got to put it in the box correctly, orientated correctly, right? So um, in this case, you're kind of doing the opposite. You're taking something out of maybe a bin of mixed parts, right? And you need to place it somewhere specifically. And so you have these robots, you have these... Uh, vision systems and it talks about how they have to work together of course we've had lab forge on the podcast and they talked about how their technology is unique because there's a lot of the processing is done right in the camera itself and you don't have to spend hours and hours setting up all the custom tools that, that you see used with uh, legacy uh, vision systems so i thought this was an interesting article and i wanted to share that out and again if you want to know more about lab forge you'll you can see them uh, previous episode on the automation podcast um, with that, we have a couple of new manuals that have come out. Um, this one is on the Scalance X200 series of industrial Ethernet switches. So um, if you have those switches, you may want to check this out. That's brand new. And then this one is on the ET200 Eco line of uh, Siemens uh, distributed I.O., right? And um, this one's specifically on their I.O. Link module, right? So this is a module that can do digital I.O. or it can do I.O. Link devices and it sits right on Ethernet, right? I believe this model can do Profinet, Ethernet IP, and Modbus TCP. I believe I saw that in this manual. And uh, so if you're using this line of products, you'll want to get a copy of this manual. And with that, we'll move on from the news and what's new to a spotlight. And I wanted to spotlight today my uh, 
collection of videos. So this is a way you can support the show, you can support the blog, you can support our work here. And uh, so what I did is I took, I think it's 287 videos, right? So every video I did for the Automation Minute and Automation Show for from 2013 all the way to, uh, to uh, 2020, and I put them on a USB stick. And um, that USB stick has all the MP4 files on there. You know, if you want, you could copy them to your hard drive um, or sync them to your mobile device. Um, you know, you can pick and place what you want. This also comes with, if you get the physical edition here for $35, it comes with a list, like a three-page list of every single video and what I cover. So um, if you're looking for, you know, Control Logic, Ethan IP, boom, you can find it and go to it. There's also a menu on here. So it's an HTML page that comes up and you can go through it and pick each and every video. Now, for those people who want to go digital only, and I know a lot of us do that, I do that um, um, when it comes to like uh, video games and whatnot. I love to go digital only now. Um, and so I, this is available uh, for $30 digital only and it's lifetime downloads and streaming from Vimeo. So Vimeo is, a, is a, a site that lets me sell collections of videos and also hosts all my videos at the Automation School. And um, they have a worldwide network and they have an app for every device out there that you can think of, at least that I can think of, all the phones and whatnot. Um, and so when you get it there, you not only get lifetime streaming on any platform, so you, it's like, a, it's like a, uh, um, you know, when you buy a DVD and you get a, a, a digital edition uh, slip inside, or if you buy a movie from an online retailer, you buy the digital edition, you get lifetime streaming. But the difference is with these is you also can download them all. So if you don't want to have something physical, but maybe there's, uh, you know, maybe out of the 287 videos, there's maybe 50 you want to download and keep on your hard drive, you can do that with Vimeo and uh, they download as MP4s as well. But I wanted to share this because this is a great way. Some people have already purchased my book and they're looking for a way to support the show. And that's one way you can do that. Of course, another way you can do that is over at automation.locals.com. That's our community where you can, for the price of a cup of coffee every month, you can uh, join our community, ask questions, post answers. I think I got a new question up there again this morning that I have to answer. So I'll get to that after the show is published and the blog is published. But I did want to share that with you if you uh, want to just be a regular member of our community and support the show. And with that, I want to go to the birthdays for today. Of course, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's a holiday for schools and I know a lot of you may have today off. But I also want to talk about everybody who has a birthday today, right? And uh, I know... Um, if you're not connected with me and you don't show up in this list, I still want to wish you a very happy birthday. That said, if you do want to connect with me and you're in the automation field, you can see my username right there on LinkedIn. So with that, let's go ahead and take a look at the birthdays. We have Alexandro, we have Elliot, we have Amako, we have Govid, we have Steven, we have Abdul Haman, we have Ray, we have Robson, we have Manish, we have Anna, we have Tund, we have Everton, we have Muhammad, we have Vareen, uh, Adia, Michael, Geronimo, Chinton, Jorg, or Jorg, Paul, Inna, John, Bilal, Izuku, James, Rogerio, William, Michel, Darmish, Chandra, Ali, John, Antonio, Nate, Jerry, Ankum, Saraju, Michael, Gabriel, Byjoy, Nick, 
James, and that's it. Now, we had the weekend, so we had a lot of names in there, and I know I did not get uh, pronounce everybody's name correctly. My apologies. Uh, this is the first time I'm seeing the list, so I'm, I just did my best with the pronunciation. So my apologies if I uh, did not do a good job with your name, but I do want to wish you all a very, very happy birthday. And with that, we want to go over to automate.news. That's where you will find all the links to today's stories and a link to, once it's up, the text version of today's show, Automation This Morning. And um, so you can see all the links here. And with that, I want to remind you that if you want us to cover a vendor you don't think we're uh, looking at, I just added a ton this weekend. I went through all the old podcasts. I went through a lot of the different customers we've talked to over the years or companies we've talked to over the years. So um, we've just added a whole bunch. We've got so many we're following now. And I'm trying to weed out the things that aren't very technical because, you know, of course, I'm a technical. This is kind of a technical channel, right? But uh, in any case, um, please feel free to submit a news tip, even if you're a vendor. You have something new and you're like, hey, I want to make sure Sean covers this on the morning show. You can send it there. And then, of course, you can always contact me here, the blog, the training over at the Automation School. And, uh, of course, this link will take you over to the automation blog and filter just for the automation show here, right? So it's called Automation This Morning because that is the name of the text article that accompanies the video. But the video is here. If you look down here, there it is. And the audio. At some point, that will go out the podcast services, but it's not available on podcasts right now. And with that, I just want to thank you all for watching the show this morning and joining me to look take a look at what's new and happening in industrial automation. I want to wish you all, again, a very happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day and hope you all have a very safe, healthy, and happy week. And until next time, my friends, peace.